God, praise God. Welcome to Genesis 1 Christian Ministries. Glad you could join us here. Why don't we go right to prayer? Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, O Lord God, we just praise you and just magnify that most glorious name. We thank you so much, O Lord God, for this time that we are about to spend with you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray that your Holy Spirit minister to every single listener that would be out there today, O Lord God. Speak to them in your own special way. Heavenly Father, I give this time and this space entirely over to you. Take it where you will. For your honor and your glory and your praise. Amen. 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 Praise God again. I'm glad you could uh, join us here. I hope you had a, a wonderful, wonderful new year in the name of Jesus. And uh, that as we go forward, that we continue to trust in God and just remember that he is there by our sides at all times. And we're going to need this as we progress through uh, 2022 and everything. This is a new season. It's a new journey. And uh, we have a lot of work to do uh, for the Lord. Amen. And he will guide us. He will guide us. Um, as we have work to do in our secular lives, we also, more importantly, have work to do uh, within the body of Christ. And we need to look to God for all sorts of uh, guidance and, you know, and, and to avail ourselves of, of his wisdom. We need to make sure that in this new journey, this new season of 2022, that we leave anxiety and stress behind. We don't want to drag any of that with us from 2021. That's done. It's a closed book now. Amen. So we don't want to carry those same anxieties and stresses and fears into 2022. In 2021, we lived with fear and anxiety over so many things uh, due to many lies, you know, that were even sown by the devil himself, you know, and, and uh, we, we, again, like I said, we, we want to leave it there. 2021 was a bear in many ways. We had many victories in the, in 21, of course, but now in 22, we want to make sure that not, we're not being deceived and, and following the lies, you know, and the devil is out there uh, just sowing lies left and right, and, and that will come up in our lives as we move forth into 22. But I just want to say to you, um, don't let the devil lie to you, okay? That's, the thrust of this sermon today. Do not let the devil lie to you. Uh, he uses lies, tricks. Uh, he uses smoke and, smoke and mirrors. Uh, he uses those little, you know, dangles, those little shiny objects that I always talk about in front of you to get you distracted from what God would, would uh, want to have you to do, you know, and, and, and there are lies. He uses lies. And Jesus said that the devil is a liar and the father of lies, okay? And if we go to John eight forty four, always go to scripture, John eight forty four. John 8, 44, and it says, uh, he was speaking to the Pharisees here. He says, you are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own. He is a liar and the father of it. Okay, so we're going to talk about that a bit today, and I don't want you to think, oh, gee, this pastor's going to spend a whole sermon on, you know, on, on talking about the devil and lifting up the devil. I'm not lifting up the devil at all. What I just want to make clear to every single listener here today, that um, uh, a big part of our lives, a big part of our lives in making decisions on what we have to do, you know, in determining uh, to go left or to go right or to go straight ahead or whatever, is based on our thoughts and based on our thinking, you know, and, our ba and it's based on on who we believe. Either we believe what God the Father is telling us to do, or we wind up believing some lie, 
Okay, and that comes across our way. I don't care how long you've been in the Lord, how strong a Christian you are. Uh, we are all faced with lives, and we have to make sure that we're not believing those lives. Realize and remember that the devil cannot make us do anything. Okay, the devil cannot make us do anything, but he is a master deceiver who is very, very experienced at making people believe anything that will interfere with God's plan. Okay, the devil can't make you do something. Okay, but if you wind up believing what you're hearing or believing what you're seeing in front of your eyes that is not of God, uh, then you wind up taking action in that particular direction, and it could possibly not be where God is wanting you to do to go. Amen. So we can't can't believe the lie. We can't believe the lie. Jesus, on contrast, is called the way and the truth and the life. And the plan is for each person to experience truth and life and live life more abundantly. That's God's will for us, okay, to live an abundant life. But we can't do that if we're living our lives based on lies. And here are some of the lies I want to talk about today, some of the lies that cause us to experience fear, anxiety, and stress, contrasted with the biblical truth that sets people free from those uh, fears, if they will believe and trust in God, okay, all right, we all run across these lies, they're presented to us, but we have to make sure that we know what the truth is, amen, and so that we can trust in God to move in the direction that God would have us to go, okay, first lie I want to talk about is that lie that's, that goes, I can't, okay, that's the seed the devil plants in your mind, I can't, I can't, the worst thing about the I can't lie is that it stops us even before we start. Okay, you can't even get off to a good start if right away you're believing, oh, gee whiz, I can't, I can't. It fills us with fear, that lie does. It fills us with fear as we face some of our biggest obstacles and challenges. Gee whiz, I can't overcome alcohol. I can't stop smoking. I can't break this habit. Uh, everything I touch turns out wrong. I simply can't do it. I can't succeed. I can't find a job. I can't follow God. I can't follow God, okay? So right away, that I can't lie sets up a barrier in your mind to make you just fall back and stop it without even trying, okay? It fills us with fear. In contrast, God, okay? In contrast, God is the creator of your potential, okay? The potential that you have, God is the creator of that potential and the one who makes you succeed, all right? God is the one that makes you succeed. Believe that. That is no lie. That is in scripture, all right? So with that, why don't we go to Philippians 4. Philippians 4, and we want to do verse number 10. Philippians 4, verse 10. Okay, if you don't have your Bible, now's a good time to say, hit pause, run and get your Bible and a pencil and a piece of paper to take some notes and just and come back and join us, okay? But Philippians 4, uh, verse number 10. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, and now at the last your care of me flourished again, wherein you were also careful, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am in, therewith to be content. Now just to pause there for a moment. Whatever state you're in, first of all, be content. Okay, if there's something that you're yearning for, that you're desiring for, and it hasn't quite appeared there yet, you know, Rest in a state of content, knowing that God is there and that God will indeed bring you through. That's what Paul is saying here. Not that I speak in respect of want, okay? For I have learned that in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ 
who uh, strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay? So what this is basically saying is that Paul is saying that I can do all things. Okay? Because Jesus gave me strength. And I'm saying that to you today. You can do all things. Whatever it is that you're hoping to accomplish, don't believe that I can't lie. Because you can do all things through Jesus who will give you the strength to bring it through. He'll give you the insights. He'll give you the wisdom uh, to know where it is that you need to do. Don't fall for that lie that I can't do it. That verse is specifically about Paul learning to handle both plenty and poverty without being distracted from his life's purpose. Okay, right, don't be worried about what state you're in right now. You know, you know, you know. Maybe you're doing very, very well, and you, you know, you got all the finances that you need, or maybe you're at a point where you're needing more finances. But whatever state that you're in, don't let that distract you from God's purpose for your life. Okay, don't let that lie. I can't. Uh, uh, crop up in your life to, to prevent you from moving in God's direction. If God is the great creator, if he knows us, then if, if we will one day be rewarded for what we have done, then we may assume he has a plan for us, something that we can accomplish. God has a plan for you, and he will indeed accomplish it. If you have been blessed already, if you have been blessed already by a promotion on your job or by something really new in terms of your your um, your workplace and everything, don't get this I can't idea because God blessed you with it, all right? And if God blessed you with it, he is not going to give us anything that we cannot accomplish. God knows your potential. God knows your potential even better than you do. All right. The problem is that we wind up doubting ourselves thanks to those external voices. Thanks to those external voices, those lies. We doubt our own potential and we start with the I can. So that's one lie that you should not believe. Okay. Now we, we can, God knows, you know, that we can't do everything, but we can do anything that he wants us to do. Okay. We are not, we're not built to do everything. You know, it can't be a, it was a, a jack of all trades and master of none. God knows that we can't do everything, but you can do the thing that he's called you to do. So rest assured, you rest assured that if God is pull, pulling you, which he is, and God is on your side, you can accomplish where he has placed you. Okay. You can do it. So don't let that I can't lie come into your vocabulary, into your thoughts. Whether it is something people consider to be great or small, God looks on the heart. And the very act of seeking, seeking him, him to serve him is a success. Okay, okay, that's how you start achieving success because you, in your heart of heart of hearts, you know that God, that God is going to bring you through, and that you continue seeking him. Okay, this is where the success factor comes in. You know, and did you realize even? Did you ever stop and think about that failure? Failure is an essential part of success. What are you saying? That failure is a part of success. Yes, I say to you that failure is is a, a um, an essential part of success. Okay, because we have to. If we don't fail, sometimes then it's impossible to succeed. Okay, let's go to Proverbs twenty four. Proverbs twenty four, and we want to do verse number sixteen. 24.16 For a just man falleth seven times and rises up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. For the just man falleth seven times and rises up again. A just man falls seven times but rises up again. Okay? The only way to never fail is to never try to do anything. Okay? The only way you can be guaranteed not to fail if you simply sit back and give up and don't ever try to do anything, okay? God says you that a just man falls seven times, 
but he gets up and he tries again and he goes on. This is what you have to remember also. Don't be so worried about failure, okay? If indeed you do fail, God will indeed pick you up and move you on to go on, to go on about your journey, to go on and do what it is he wants you to accomplish, okay? But then again, if you sit back with this thing saying, I can't, and start feeling safe, then that means that because you said I can't and you're feeling safe, then it means that you won't try because you just give up. Oh, well, there's no sense. I can't do that. So I'm not even going to try. Okay. Okay. And that is indeed how you do fail. All right. Okay. So, 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 so starting, I mean, fail without, without coming back from it. Okay. But if you fail, don't let that pull you down and thinking here that you've just totally not succeeded. You have no purpose and so on like that. Don't let this, I can't lie seep in. All right, because the word says there, just man falls seven times and rises up again. Okay, so just remember that. Okay, don't be hindered by your worrying about failure because then you won't even try. The only way to never fail is to never try to do anything, as I say. So don't be afraid, okay, to attempt that which God is leading you to do. Right? Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of what God is leading. If you feel Holy Spirit telling you to do something, don't be afraid to just step forward and do it. And do it all right? All right? And many times God will give us a new assignment or bring us to a new place. And we have this thing coming at us. And you know, it's the devil lying to you, saying you'll never succeed at that. You know, this is too big for you. You don't have the education. You don't have this. You don't have that. Okay, but God is telling you this is what he wants to do. Don't be afraid to step out and just do what God is, is leading you to do. It is through a through prayerful and biblical wisdom that you will succeed. Amen. Amen. Don't fear and believe the lie. I can't. All right. Another lie that is that the devil is so quickly to whisper to you is uh, God won't. Okay. Devil gets in your ear and he says God won't help you. God won't forgive you again. God won't hear you. God won't love you. You know, these are real cries when you're hurting inside. You start doubting whether God hears you, whether he still loves you. You know, and, and, and these are lies that Satan loves to sow into your mind. Okay, as soon as you slip and stumble, God doesn't love you. He's not going to forgive you again because you've been that way before. Well, that's a lie. That's a lie that's born in the pit of hell. Okay, God is, is already ready for those kind of lies. All right. All right. Don't let him, don't let the devil sell that, sell it to you. God's ready for that. He has scripture that uh, um, tells us that he's ready for that. And he knows what, God knows what to tell us. So let's go to Psalm 103. Psalm 103, verse 13. Like as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities them that fear him. For he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, as he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him, and his righteousness unto children's children, to keep as uh, to such as keep his covenant, and to those that remember his commandments to do them. Okay, so it says that, that God knows our frame. In other words, he knows our makeup in verse 14, for he knows our frame. He remembers that we are dust. God knows our frame. He knows our makeup, and he knows that we are, are many times, we can be hurt. You know, God realizes that, that we can be hurt. We can be hurt by things that people say. We can be hurt by, by things that we don't succeed in doing or whatever actions that may happen in your life, okay? But God realizes that, and God is not frustrated at our weaknesses and failing. Okay, God is not weak, is not, he does not get upset or mad at us, you know, when we show weaknesses or, or, or if we fail and things like that. God still loves you. Peter experienced uh, this after his denial of Christ. 
But Peter was extremely sorrowful for his denial. And you remember that when, when the, the crowd started after Jesus was, Jesus was arrested and they started saying, oh, isn't he one of them, one of Jesus' followers? And he said, I don't know him. And he, he denied him three times, you know. And, and, and P Peter was sorrowful about that, okay. And Jesus certainly forgave him for that, all right. So God will forgive you also. Don't ever feel that lie. Don't fall in for that lie that God won't love me. God, God's not going to forgive me, forgive me again. God is not going to help me, help me evermore. You know, say so the word of God says the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and save such as are of a contrite spirit. Okay, so that's where it starts. Us having a contrite spirit. Okay, and having a broken heart and turning to God and saying, gee whiz, I'm sorry. This is what I blew. I blew it. You know, let's go to uh, Psalm 34. Psalm 34 and verse number 18. Psalm 34 and verse number 18. The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all of his bones. None of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Okay, so there it is right there. Okay, God knows. God knows. God cares about you, and he really, really loves you. He says, the Lord is nigh unto them that have a broken heart. You know, if you feel that you've done something wrong before the Lord, or you failed God in something that, you know, that he wanted you to do, then you run to him, you know, and tell him that you're sorry and repent for whatever it is that may have led you into that direction of failure when God told you to do something, okay? You have to have that. He says, many of the afflictions of the, uh, there are many afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all of his bones so that none of them are broken. Okay, so once you tell God, Lord, I'm sorry, I tried to do this, it didn't work out, I failed, etc., etc., then you move on, Lord, I won't go in that direction again, Lord, you know, and I come before thee, I bow down before the throne in the name of Jesus, you know, and just let the Lord know, know where you stand in your heart, because the Lord loves a contrite spirit, okay, he saves such it says, as be of a contrite spirit. Amen. So we can't go being haughty about it if we do indeed fail and, and, and whatnot. You know, you have to make sure you run to God and, and repent and, and let God know that you love him and that you're looking for his direction. You're seeking his face. Okay. Now, God can also be severe to those who stubbornly persist in rejecting his grace. Okay. We must guard our hearts against being willfully and stubbornly resistant of God's grace. The key differences, and that's sincerity and repentance, okay? So in other words, there is, that there is that we can't know that God is telling us to do a certain thing or not to do a certain thing, and we just continue and willfully, you know, go against his will, and we wind up being stubborn and resistant about what God is wanting us to do and about God's covering over us, as a matter of fact, okay? We can't just take that for granted, okay? So we need to make sure that we don't fall for that lie that, you, you, you know, God won't love me, you know, God won't, won't love me, God won't hear my voice anymore, because that, again, is another lie spawned in the pit of hell, amen, amen, another lie that we hear is that nobody cares, you know, we talked about God, God not caring, well now, nobody cares, and this is another lie from Satan, who is the accuser, you know, and that's very close, that's very close to the very uh, first recorded lie in the Garden of Eden, his approach to Eve was that God did not have her best interest at heart. Amen. God did not have, he made Eve think, well, God doesn't really 
really wants you to eat of that fruit because of the reasons he gave you. He just doesn't want you to be like him, you know. So, in other words, God lied to, to Eve. That's what the lie that Satan that Satan sold Eve in the, in the garden, okay? And and having that experiential knowledge of evil, you know, wound up bringing pain and misery to both, uh, both she and Adam, okay? Having that experience, then now all of a sudden she started out knowing nothing but good. But listening to the lie, she went on and partook of the fruit. And what happened? Okay, then she knew evil. And then that brought misery to her because God expelled them both from the garden. Okay, God cares. God cares. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Okay, and that's Romans 8.32. And why don't we go there? Okay, Romans 8. Thank you, Jesus. Romans 8, 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Okay? God did not spare Jesus Christ. God let Jesus Christ or sent Jesus Christ to the cross to die for our sins. So if he did that for Jesus Christ, then how shall he not with him also freely give us things? Okay, God wants to freely give you things. He wants you to live an abundant life. Why? Because he cares about you. He cares about you. Okay, mankind is God's ultimate creation. Okay, it's the pinnacle of his creation. All right, and so God loves you personally. Okay, not just mankind, but God loves you. And you need to maybe take a moment right now and just say to yourself, God loves me, God loves me, God loves me, because he cares. He cares about you. He cares about you. He does not want to see you groveling, does not want to see you uh, awake at night worrying about tomorrow morning and where things are going to come from or, or, or your job or, or, or how am I going to, going to get through this issue that I have going on right now. He doesn't want you, want you worrying about that because he cares about you. And you have to make sure that you remember that. Okay, And also caring, you know, and, and people care too. Okay, There are people around you that, that care. You may feel like at this point in time, and sometimes, you know, around this time of year, you know, the, the holiday times of the year, uh, 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 there are many, many suicides out there. They do increase during the holiday season. It's a terrible thing, but there are many suicides out there. A lot of those people that attempt suicide and survive, they will tell you that the reason was nobody cared, you know. You know, not to mention that they feel God doesn't care, but they think that no, no, a family member care or doesn't care or friends don't care, and they just feel so lost. Well, God cares about you, and also people do care also. People do care. It's natural for us to run away from people when we hurt, you know, to hide and to kind of isolate ourselves, you know. No one wants to be uh, out there constantly subjecting themselves to pain and to hurt and so forth. So we tend to, to pull into ourselves and kind of hold up and, and just kind of give up, want, want to give up. Okay, and 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 then that that can be kind of natural, you know. You don't want to be around people who are constantly inflicting pain upon you, but that's counterproductive. That's counterproductive. That does not help you at all for you to just roll up and turn inside because you think that people don't care. Okay, and you even think that God doesn't care. All right, the healing comes as we choose God's supernatural plan. Okay, God's plan for your life is one that is supernatural. And when I use the word supernatural, I'm saying. That, that it is outside of the natural. That's what super means. It's outside of the natural. Okay, natural things that man can do, you know, are not going to be the one, it's not going, not going to be the things that will, will point you and bring you through where God wants you to go. 
Okay, you need to get into God's supernatural plan for your life. And he has one. He has one. He has one for your life, for my life. I mean, all of us are in the palm of God's hands, all right? And he's there to willingly shape us and bring us to where he wants us to be if we can just give in to him and just trust him and just look to him for all things and stop believing the lies and stop believing the, believing the lies. God's plan involves accepting the provisions that God has made, and that includes people, okay? You know, God, you know, you've heard the old, the old expression, no man is an island, you know? God placed us in this, on this planet here with other people. So therefore, you know, people do indeed play a role in, the, in our lives as God planned for our lives. God many times will use other people, okay, to, to confirm something that he's trying to tell us, okay? There may be something that God is telling you and maybe you're just moving so fast that you're not hearing him. You're running so much, you're just not hearing him. And, and uh, then all of a sudden you'll get a, a confirmation from another human being, from another person that is right in line with the issues that you may be dealing with, okay? So people do care and God can indeed use people, okay? And having people around us that will, will give us some consolation and some lifting up Okay, that's also one purpose of the church. That's the purpose of the church. Because the word of God says, not forsaking the assembling together of ourselves. All right, and we can see that by going to Hebrews 10.25. Hebrews 10. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews 10.25. Not forsaking, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Amen? Forsake not the assembling together of yourselves. That is so critical, especially now during these COVID times. It's so critical. You know, you know, if you've been away from church, you know, please try and get back plugged into church. You know, God wants us to gather together. God wants us to fellowship one with the other. You know, like I said, no man is an island, okay? And God can use people to help to minister to you also, you know? And it's amazing that once you get into a good church and you're fellowshipping with other people and you have issues going on in your life, as we all do, you have some issues, something going on, because life is not perfect. Jesus said you will have tribulations, but you'll see that there are others that also may be going down a similar path as yours. And you'll see that you are not alone. You are not alone, okay? That there are other saints of God out there that may be experiencing the same things. And that's why God wants us to not forsake the gathering together of yourselves. You know, in addition to that, of course, there's corporate worship as opposed to you just worshiping in your in your home space and so forth, which is nothing wrong with that. But God wants us to fellowship together so we can worship him together, so that we can minister one to the other as Holy Spirit so leads, okay? And the Holy Spirit will guide someone to, 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 to speak to you. Like I said, it may be in confirmation. It may be a message that's a wake-up call. You never know, but God can use people, all right? But the Word of God wants us going to church. So during this COVID time, you know, if you've done a lot of a lot of listening to online messages like this one, that's good. That's all well and good. But you can certainly fellowship together and still listen to these messages. Amen. You can do both. All right. But don't don't get in the habit because I know many people have got very, very comfortable with not being able to go to church because churches were indeed shut down. Okay. We could not go to church. All right. But many churches have indeed opened up again and it may be on a limited, limited condition that maybe with masks that maybe whatever is going on depends on your particular uh, location, you know, in the country or in the world for that matter. We have listeners literally around the globe here, but whatever's going on in your locale, in your locality there, if there's a way to you for you to get into an open church where other people are worshiping, then by all means go, 
okay? Because God uses people to further his plan for your life. And he has a plan for your life, okay? He, he has, you know, and, and then sometimes, you know, it, it, it may take, it may take a, a, a little effort for us to let people inside our lives, you know? You know, we just don't, you know, we just don't by nature, you know, go just blurting out everything that's, you know, on our minds or in our lives to other people, okay? And, and it takes some, some use to doing that, you know? And, and sharing your hurts, sharing your hurts can be very, very difficult, all right? But God makes a way, but God makes a way through the use of his people because God intends to use his people, okay? And I'm not talking about, talking about unbelievers and non-believers. I'm talking about other saints of God, I'm talking about other Christians, you know? It, it's, it's, even, it's hard for us to just open up all of our insides like that, you know, and you should only do that if Holy Spirit is leading you, you know, it connects you with a person that you can feel some affinity to his or her spirit, you know, God will guide you, God will guide you, and I don't know, many of you may have had experiences, you know, that I've had sometimes, a, a, a total stranger, you know, you're standing online talking to someone, you know, in, in the store there, and, and the person behind you just starts up a conversation, and you're talking and so forth, and you'll find all of a sudden, it's really, it's really odd how this happens, but I'm sure many of you can identify with what I'm saying, that this person all of a sudden starts telling you some personal things about their lives, something that's going on in their life, something they're frustrated about their, their lives, you know, about their life, you know, and when that happens, that is because Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit is orchestrating this time, orchestrating God Holy Spirit is orchestrating that time but that person being behind you and happening to open up and speak like that okay this is Holy Spirit orchestrating that moment and when that does happen to you you know what I always do is I just you know look at him in the eye and listen and I just solemnly say Heavenly Father give me the words to say Lord let your Holy Spirit guide my actions, guide my speech, you know, and then you will wind up possibly ministering to that particular person. You'll be surprised, okay? So God does indeed use other people, use other people to uh, uh, to minister, to bring about his, his, his plan for your life, okay? Now, will, will everyone respond if you do open up and start talking to someone? Will everyone respond in the right way? Well, maybe not, you know, maybe not, you know. You know in any group of people, uh, uh, someone will let you down. That's natural, but human beings are indeed natural, you know, human beings. But in a good church, in a good church, there will always be someone with whom you can connect. Okay, there should be someone with within a church that you can connect with. All right, so because God uses people. All right, again, don't forget that God cares about you. There are people that do care about you, but we just need to make sure that we're following God's guidance. If indeed we are led to open up and start talking to someone, you know, there are other people out there that have that have have uh, shared your experience very possibly. Okay, so don't feel that you are alone, okay? The Word of God also says that there is nothing that can befall us that is unique to us, that has happened to someone else before. Amen, amen. So that, that again, that's something for you to pray about, all right? Another lie um, that the devil sows at us too is that uh, I don't matter, okay? I, I just don't matter. You know, I, I don't matter to God, okay? The, the Word of God says that God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son. Now, that's in John three sixteen. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Amen. To God, you are worth, you, you are worth him assuming. Okay. To God, you are worth him assuming human flesh, dying on the cross to take the punishment for your sins and to rising again. Amen. Amen. You are worth it. You're worth it. His only begotten son, God loved you so much that he was willing to send him in the form of human, of a human being. Go to the cross, take on your sin, and to die so that you could have eternity. 
Amen. Have a life in eternity with him. Okay. You matter to God, not because of what you can do, not because of who you are, but because of whose you are. If you're a child of God, that is. Okay. Let me repeat that. You matter to God, not because of what you can do and not because of who you are, but of course of whose you are. In other words, you are God's. You belong to God. So if you belong to God, then you matter to him. Trust me when I say that. Trust the word of God when I say that. Okay. Right? Okay. If you're a born-again child of God, you're one of his. And because of the fact that you're one of his, he cares for you very, very deeply. So don't believe that lie that the devil tries to whisper in your ear that you don't matter, okay? That you don't count, okay? A loving parent cares for the child. If you have children, you care for that child. If you have a niece or a nephew, you care for that child, all right? Even in the child's failures, you still care for that child. Human parents are fallible. But God is infallible. Our Heavenly Father is not fallible, not by a long shot. I mean, we make mistakes. God does not. Right? But if we still love our children in spite of their failures, okay, you may have a son or a daughter or someone, a child that's under you that, that gives you, is making you pull your hair out right now, won't listen and failing left and right, you still love that child. Well, God loves you the same way, no matter what, no matter what. So don't believe that, that he doesn't care. Okay. Another lie is that it's too late. You know, it's too late. Oh boy, I've come along X number of years now, you know, and I'm uh, whatever age you are, I'm so-and-so years old and I haven't accomplished this. And, and, and uh, I don't know, I keep failing and God doesn't love me. You know, it's, it's just too late. It's just too late. The time is ticking by. I've blown my opportunity. I've blown my chance. Okay. And this is a powerful lie of the devil. He sows this too much. Why don't you just call, uh, curl up in a corner and die someplace? It's too late. You're never going to succeed. You know, that's a, that's a big lie. It's a big lie. And he uses it a lot to just make us want to give up. The feeling of futility becomes this tool to intensify despair, despair and, and, and fear in our lives. You know, we just feel like everything that I try and do is like banging my head against the wall. I should just give up. Amen. The devil uses the feeling of guilt many times in our lives. If you're experienced with, with guilt, if you're, you're wrestling with guilt, know that the devil himself is the one that is putting this thought, this lie into your mind. Okay. The devil used that feeling of guilt to make us hide from God because of fear. Okay. Okay. To instead, guilt should prompt us to repentance. All right. But instead, when you, when the, the devil puts that fear, guilt trip on you and whatnot, then you want to hide from God because you're afraid of, to look at him. You're afraid to let him see you because of the fact of, of what you did, what you think that you've done that is so unbelievable to, unbelievable, um, unforgivable, sorry, unforgivable by God. All right. God will forgive you if you quickly repent of whatever it is that you did. All right. But don't, don't, don't start feeling that like that. It's just too late. What is, you know, don't feel it. That's the life of God. What does God say? The mercy of God is new every morning. Amen. Let's go to Lamentations. Lamentations 3. Lamentations 3. Verse 22. Thank you, Jesus. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Amen. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Okay. All right. All right. So, so it's, it's never, it's never too late. Never too late. Every single morning, the scripture there says that, that the wrong, his, uh, his, his compassion, his mercy is made new. 
Right. So if you've done something wrong, you tripped and stumbled and whatnot, do not think that it's all over for you, that it's too late. Okay, go to God in repentance and just know that every single day that his mercy is renewed upon you. You know, his love for you is just so tremendous. I mean, we can't even talk for us as human beings to fathom the, the, the length and breadth of his love for us. I mean, it's, it's just, it's unconditional. It's unconditional. Okay, so don't let that lie if it's too late. It's just too late. Don't let that lie sink into your head because it's not true. We can always run back to God the Father, repent of what we said, did, or our actions, whatever it was. Repent of it and ask the Lord to forgive you and repent from that way, and he will indeed forgive you. His mercy is just tremendous, and it is around you. And every single day, it's new. It's new, you know. And this is beautiful because it begins and ends uh, its description of God with, with his mercy, you know. It's never too late with God. True, yesterday cannot come again, but should we throw away today? Okay, because you blew it yesterday, should you just throw away today and not even try and just want to give up? You know, think, oh well, I did that yesterday, so today it's just going to be our man, and tomorrow we'll forget tomorrow. I'm not even going to think about tomorrow if I see tomorrow. You know, you know, it's never too late with God. It's never too late. His mercy is is is, is boundless. It's boundless. You might be surprised. Uh, at how encouraging it is to do something today, to do something rather than to stagnate in yesterday's sorrow, okay? You'd be surprised how you'll feel if you just do something instead of just wallowing in, oh, gee whiz, yesterday was so-and-so, man, I'm doomed, and I'm, uh, oh, gee whiz, I'm just not going to make it. Do something. Get out there and do what God is, told, is, is calling you to do. Start the action today. Start it today, okay? If you have that inkling and if you've been praying to God for some direction and if you've been missing the mark, it's not too late for you to pick up and say, Lord, renew in my mind. What is it that you want me to do? And start it today. Don't be worrying about yesterday. Don't worry about yesterday, okay? This message is not only for the person who has a relationship with God, Amen. This message today is not just for someone who has a relationship with God. It's for anyone that is out there that does not yet know Jesus Christ. Now is the time to start at the beginning of this new season of 2022. It's not too late for you. It's not too late for you. All you need to do is to cry out to God and ask Jesus to come into your life. Confess the fact that you've tried for so many years to do it right and you just, you simply can't do it. And this Lord Jesus come into my life. Lord, I believe that you are the son of the only living God, of the only God. And I want you to come into my life, Lord Jesus. I surrender to you. I repent of all my sins, Lord. Wash me in the blood. It's not too late for you. Okay? So again, this message is not just intended for the believer. It's, it's, it's intended for anyone who, who out there is, is really, really uh, 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 concerned or looking forward, even for that matter, for going into the year 2022. Okay? Okay? And, and again, you know, there will be these lies that will be thrown your way, but don't believe them. Get to know Scripture. Get to know God and know that He is a God of the impossible and that He can do whatever it is that He wants to do um, in, in your life. In your life, okay. Now I will add that as God is indeed all powerful, okay. He's all all powerful, but we can tie His hands. We can tie God's hands, and that is simply by not trusting Him and by not acting on what He's doing, okay. Okay. God will not just just overpower us and overshadow us and have us walking around walking around around like robots. You know, what should I do, Lord? What should I do? What should I do? He will talk to you. He will talk to you. We need to just make sure we're surrendering in, in line with his voice. So it's never too late to start. The first step in truly dealing with fear based on the lies of Satan is to begin a relationship with God. You want to get rid of the, the lies and, and out there that uh, the devil throws you away. Start a meaningful relationship with God. 
Amen. Amen. I pray this message was a blessing to you. I pray that 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 it speaks to your heart and that uh, as you prepare for this new year that we're going into, that you will be successful because God is there wanting you to succeed in all that you do. Amen. He wants you to be the head and not the tail. He wants you to be the victor and not the vanquished. He wants you to have a victorious life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. If this message was a blessing to you, I pray that you will pass the link on to someone that you know. And we can be reached at www.genesis1, one word, www.genesis1.net. And if you look up in the upper right-hand corner, you'll see a subscribe button. Click on that subscribe button, and you'll be notified automatically when these messages are available. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Why don't we close in prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time that we've had with you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And we pray that as we go through the balance of the day and the week ahead, that we shall remember these words, O oh Lord God, and that we shall act on them. That we shall not believe the lies that are, are sown our way that are passed through our minds. We shall not believe those lies. We shall reject them and stand firmly on your word and stand firmly on your truths, O Lord, in the name of Jesus. We praise you, Heavenly Father, and we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. All right. I pray that you go forth and be blessed. And uh, until we see you again next time, remember that Jesus is indeed Lord. And I sing praises to your name.